Kids and coaches, welcome back to another fun-filled episode, well, maybe, of West of Nowhere. I am Levi. I'm Shane. Yeah. And uh, with us today is Chantel Stadler, the wife of our many guest appearance, Mark Stadler. So, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um. So, you are also a nurse, but you aren't the same kind of nurse as Sir Mark is. Right. So, what, uh, what do you do in a brief kind of fashion yeah, so i do <laughs> i do labor delivery postpartum and recovery and then with that i have extra certifications so i do lactation consultant um like fetal monitoring for babies and what else do i do um like support care doula stuff nice so. and how long have you been at uh in like the labor area um i've been doing it for four years and okay. this is the only kind of nursing i've done so i haven't done like surgery or floor nursing right. in you know like the gross things <laughs> as gross things <laughs> i would say that's that's funny that you make that distinction between that not being as gross as some of the other things yeah. i think there's a lot of people that would argue the opposite but that's fine um yeah but birth's not for everybody <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> yeah, so um, she is here. She wanted to discuss the recent news about the uh, Roe v. Wade getting overturned, and I thought it would be a fantastic viewpoint of having somebody who, you know, works in labor and deals with, you know, moms and babies pretty much all mm -hmm. the time, and also uh, Catholic upbringing, which I think is right. um, important to distinguish because a lot of people will just blanket cover, oh, you're religious, so you don't think this or this, or mm -hmm. you do think this or this. So I'm glad to have you on here so we can talk about it and also get a lady's perspective because we haven't had one in a long time uh, yeah. since, since Uncle Steve left. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to offer all those. Heck right yeah. Guys. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we would like to thank our Patreon people. Shane has that list, I hope. <laughs> yeah. We want to thank Adam Pacino, Tony Burgess, Sam Norton, Natalie Tacarante, Mark Stadler, our master of media colleague Anguish, Colton Zamerza, and Jeremy Brazzers. Yeah. And if you want to <laughs> join them, uh, description is the best place for the link tree. I don't know where it's going to be on the video this week. I haven't made that decision yet, but it's going to be on the screen somewhere, but most of the time it's in the description so <laughs> yeah um and then also we have like a billion comments i mean like maybe maybe too many i think we might have broke youtube honestly uh Ky <laughs> kylie broke youtube more importantly but um had a lot of comments about the uh, or she had a long comment about the uh, solar thing that we ended up talking about uh yeah. she used to work for the utility company in her town and so she made a comment about that saying uh <laughs> she works as the worked as the in between for customers at the utilities uh she can she says i can tell you that no one knows anything in factual terms and it's a, a loss to invest in net metering with a utility company after the first 
uh, first year's solar rebates. You're paying for a green future and going to go and going. Oh, okay. And going the government ups the incentive rebate. So you know what that means, obviously. Uh, <laughs> go solar and have your own battery banks. And we got Mr. Jixers back have, uh, again. Back again. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, he loves the new intro and look and agrees with Kyle that we should put links in the description. And I hear you. And I'm going to do that. I don't know how many useful links I'm going to have this week because I feel like it's just going to be a lot of, you know, uh, talking and opinion stop. But we will do that going forward. Um, and <laughs> he says, if someone doesn't follow what y'all talk about and uh, so like for the links, uh, they get a better grasp of the content. Love y'all. And Shane, I don't miss your beard. So the people have spoken. No one asked you. <laughs> the people have spoken. And then it's just like a billion more Kylie comments. Uh, I am the king of bubble popping as reference to your uh, your Viking DNA yesterday or last week. Not yesterday. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Russell says, hey, Shane, get your history straight. Levi can't do all the work. And you know what? <laughs> I think I can, uh, if I'm being honest. He's up for the challenge. Yeah, I uh, I read a lot. Um, anyway, so continue to leave the comments. That's, I mean, in one week, that video has 40 views, which is, it topped our previous one. So yeah, click the YouTube buttons, subscribes, and bells, and all that jazz, and continue being awesome. Yeah. And now for something completely different. Uh, <laughs> so um, we, you know, as a country, have decided that uh, some crazy stuff in this last week. The Supreme Court kind of went on a tear on Friday. And I know that the Roe v. Wade is like the biggest thing. But real quick, uh, they also got <laughs> rid of protections for the Miranda rights people. So you can't sue if a cop doesn't say the Miranda rights to you you can't sue them anymore <laughs> so that's fucking wild but um obviously the biggest thing is the roe v wade uh which gave protection for abortion in all of the states because it was federal and i think that uh the biggest thing i've seen that people are like the biggest non-morality argument that I've seen is people saying that it should be up to the states to decide. But um, that kind of puts a lot of people in those states in kind of a shitty spot. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the map, and you can pull it up, the map of people who are like states that are probably going to get rid of it. And obviously, like, it's the whole south and then, you know, Wyoming and Montana and Idaho. Um, yeah, <laughs> not really surprised about those, but... It's funny if you look at the uh, the map of the uh, people who are going to get rid of abortion and it's all highlighted in red, and then you look at a map of, like, the biggest lumps of, like, poor percentage people and like, those states are all, like, real bad. And yeah. so it's putting those people into, like, a really shitty spot to where, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. it's legal in fucking New Jersey or whatever, but I live in South Louisiana. <laughs> like, how the fuck, man? Right. Yeah, um, and I think that's probably one of the things, like, that people don't really consider is, like, oh, yeah, it's legal, just go to one of those states. So it's, like, that's a very uh, 
privileged thing to think, right? Like you can't. Mm-hmm. And there's some companies that are are saying, "Oh, we'll we'll cover it," but like, are they gonna cover all of it, or are they gonna cover part of it? Are they just covering it because they don't want to pay maternity leave? Like, you know, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Well, Dick Sporting Goods, uh, the CEO put out that they will cover up to four thousand dollars for travel. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I don't know, so I don't know like what all that when they say travel, I don't know if that encompasses like if you gotta stay somewhere or not, but yeah, that's that's that is something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's quite a few companies that are doing that. I think the other side of that is if you can get time off work, especially yeah. with how short staffed everywhere is. Yeah. So um so Chantel, what um I know you were kind of having a lot of Mark said you're having a lot of thoughts about this. Um, <laughs> I was processing. Yeah. Um, is there anything specific that you wanted to bring up or um, anything in reference? Yeah, to- I think it's um, well for starters, like you had mentioned, like I born and raised Catholic, still an active, like practicing Catholic. So obviously like my faith is important to me and it gives me kind of a unique perspective. Um, first like first and foremost I think that that is like a part of my personality and part of who I am but that doesn't necessarily mean like that's all that I encompass you know what I mean right um so obviously like growing up abortion in general was a very taboo topic like I was one of those kids in middle school and high school who was on the side of the road, like holding picket fences uh, uh, or whatever, you know, picket I mean? signs. Picket <laughs> yeah. fences, I'm holding fences. whole fences. Whole fence. <laughs> no, I mean, a sign. <laughs> that kid's strong as no, shit. She's just, just holding up fences. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, um, holding the signs up for like pro life. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, so that was my perspective growing up. And then obviously, going through high school, middle school, college, and just like getting a better understanding of the world and how it works and the access that people have, not just to healthcare, but like women's rights in general. And then also just like labor and pregnancy and all those things is much more complicated than what my faith told me. Right. Um, So I was able to really like do a lot of self-discovery. And so my perspectives changed on a lot of things. Um, especially with just like the work that I do, not just like the cases I see specifically, but maybe stories I've heard from mentors or preceptors or uh, from like other nursing labor and delivery groups. So these aren't just stories that like I've seen, um, but just stories I've heard or other women, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, just a blanket statement, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that (laughs) it's just kind of crazy to see that, the argument I'm mostly seeing for the pro-choice versus pro-life, like the pro-lifers who are, Uh-oh. what I was saying was uh, um, the biggest argument I'm seeing for the people who are like excited about Roe v. Wade being overturned are saying like, save the babies and, yeah. you know, like life is the of the utmost importance and like they want to I don't know, like the murdering babies. Thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the biggest arguments. I'm yeah. Seeing. And I guess I just wanted to give like perspective to that, at least for our state where we're at in the Midwest, you know, there's access, I believe to abortion up to about 20, 24 weeks for viability and everything. Okay. And so I don't know how much that's going to change. Like I'm assuming that 
women will still have access to like terminate their pregnancies up till 20 weeks. Um, but I think it's just important to look at why people are getting like late term abortions yeah. after that time. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. And I think we talked about this maybe, or I talked to somebody. Oh, about this probably. A little bit, how... Yeah. The, because that's always the thing is uh, that people who try to push this issue into like territory where it's not really even like remotely normally is like the extremes they're like oh well they're mm -hmm. like the baby's one day away from being born and they're just killing it like what the fuck right. man <laughs> right and honestly probably these like later torn later term abortions are really more so for health reasons either for the baby or for the mom right and so just like examples of that i guess that i've seen or heard of or case studies i've read is you know like a baby is developing without a brain or mm -hmm. say without kidneys or without heart like the chambers in their heart and so most likely their chances of survival are very very limited right. you know like their chance of actually not being a stillbirth and being very traumatic for that mom to deliver is low or their chance of living for more than a few weeks or days or having any experience besides just like procedures and surgeries right. in their early life you know um, so just what I've read and seen is a lot of these moms will choose then very difficultly, like to choose to terminate their babies because they don't want them to have to suffer through, you know, stillbirth or procedures or all of these right. really awful traumatic things. And I don't know, I guess like one specific case that I've read is where, um, a mom who like desperately wanted to be pregnant and be a mom and have this baby and struggled with infertility finally got her baby and everything looked good and at the 20 weeks um ultrasound which is typically when you do it for like anatomy okay um found out that the her baby has a brain stem so can breathe and the heart will work but no actual brain so no oh. like higher functioning or anything like that which happens sometimes wild and then also no kidneys and that's basically like a death sentence right you know like that kid that kid won't survive um but since it was after the 20 weeks or at the 20 week appointment, she didn't have access to go get a late term abortion to like not have to suffer through that. And then also not for her baby to suffer through that. Right. And then also babies, usually their nerves start to develop and they can feel pain and other things around 20 weeks. Okay. So there's like that in there too. So I guess her knowing that her baby wouldn't suffer like physically, you know? Right. Um, she decided to carry her baby to term and deliver her baby, even though that was like a very personal choice for her so that uh, um, she could then donate its organs to other babies, oh, which is like a wonderful and beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. But also that's not like for everybody, you know, right. like not everybody chooses to do that and you still have to have a doctor and like a pediatrician and nurses and a hospital that can do that for you that also will help you connect to the program who helps harvest those organs right and like those programs are very difficult sometimes to get a hold of and to like be in contact with i don't know anyways very complicated case yeah <laughs> the, and and there's you know thousands upon thousands of those and i guess that's just kind of an example i wanted to use like not a, that's not everybody's choice right you know like that they, they they shouldn't have to 
what do I, what do I want to say? Like that shouldn't be their only choice. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my perspective. And like, I'm, I'm a mom and I have a three-year-old and I'm pregnant and I'm 26 weeks. And so I guess just with this Roe v. Wade, it makes me think a lot of like what I would do in this situation, you know, like what if my baby had a terminal illness or like genetic diseases that weren't compatible or would suffer. And, and I know what I would choose, but to assume that other women would choose the same as me, that's not, yeah. Yeah. Not cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then like just kind of forcing people into that, like where they don't get to choose and you have to like, uh, you have to carry this full term or, and I, I don't know how true this is, but I just saw a couple treatment or things that um, you would have to treat with an abortion. So uh, ec- ectopic pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know what that is. What is that? Um, ectopic is basically where the baby's growing not inside the womb, typically oh. in the fallopian tubes. And so like, that's something that I've worked with personally yeah. like my hospital can handle that and my doctors can handle that at the facility I work with and so ectopic basically like the baby is normal and healthy and genetically probably fine it's just not growing in the right spot and yeah. so then that baby will continue to grow until that space the fallopian tube will rupture Ugh. and so then you're just I mean yeah <laughs> you just bleed out yeah at that point yeah and you don't know it and so you have to have surgery in order to like take care of that and remove it and that's technically considered an abortion right even though it's also saving the mom from bleeding out like yeah on the street yeah and not knowing it you know because you unless you get a scan you don't know that where your baby is growing right so yeah ectopic pregnancy is one thing um also if your baby has died in the womb we mm. give medicines in order to help deliver baby. Oh, okay. Um, like if the mom chooses to do a vaginal delivery versus a surgical delivery. Yeah. So I'd be really curious to see how our state does um, with access to those medicines, even just for like routine miscarriages and stillbirths. Yeah, because they can be used for other things other than that. But like, are they right. going to go full on like, well, you can't use any of it. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, is it going to be even harder to get access to the medicines to just treat people who have just, like, spontaneously lost their babies? Right. Not, like, induced, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another, yeah there's that. another one I saw was septic uterus, which I feel like I feel like I understand what that means just based off of those two words. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't sound pleasant at all. Uh, and then uh, miscarriage that your body won't release is also treated with an abortion and then so you get put into this spot where you're in states that are like hardcore definitely not going to do anything like texas um <laughs> like there's just people just going to be in like having all of these medical issues septic issues and right like yeah because if whoop. your body can't get rid of that tissue yeah it tries to absorb it but it's kind of like if you had I don't know, like something else in your body too that's foreign. Yeah. Your body's going to attack it and then you'll go septic. And then yeah. these women are going to get even more sick than if they just had early access treatment yeah. to take care of what they needed. And like, that's my biggest hang up really with all of this is that it's less access to women's health care just in general. Like, yeah. we already, 
we're already the number one um, first world country for highest maternal mortality and morbidity. So more women died during pregnancy and childbirth in the U.S. than any other first world country, which is insane. That is me. insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we have hospitals in towns that are like 800 people Yeah, you know I mean? versus other countries don't even have that. Yeah. And then highest, you know, highest death rates for black women and for Latina women, because our treatment of them isn't as expanded as it should be. Right. Or, you know, biases or yeah. things like that as well also affect it. So it's just like frustrating <laughs> to yeah. see this to say the least. And then we're the only first world country that doesn't offer maternity leaves, let alone paternity leaves. You yeah. know, like like Canada a mandated nine one, at yeah. Least. Yeah, a paid. A paid yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Or anything. And we have the shortest amount of time that you can even spend at home with your babies. Like, so it's just frustrating to see. I mean, like in the UK, they have um, midwives, obviously. So they help deliver your baby, whether that's in a hospital or a birth center or a home birth. But then they also do postpartum visits too. So then they're checking in with these moms and these families and giving them access to resources that we don't even do here in the U.S. And usually they have like 10 to 12 visits at home versus the routine postpartum visits for a mom who delivers in America is only one. And that's at the doctor's office. Oh, wow. And it's really just to say like, hey, you're healed up good. You can have sex again. What yep. birth control do you want? <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. So that's just a little bit of like perspective, I guess, that you know, however people feel about Roe v. Wade is like a personal thing, but obviously it's not really personal, personable anymore mm -hmm. because one body is making a choice for access for an entire state or an right. entire nation, depending. And so it's like, that's fine. You know, if that's, if that's where you stand on one side or the other, but we really need to be asking more so like, okay, well, what resources are we giving to families? You know, like, yeah. do they have are they able to see their doctor? Do they have a doctor that fits well with them? Um, do they have like postpartum access to understand like what postpartum depression is and anxiety? Are their babies, are their babies even able to eat because, you know, like moms struggle with breastfeeding, yeah. but then we also have a formula supply shortage. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. I didn't even think about so, that. There's so many other things that go down with it that impact just raising babies besides giving birth to them. Yeah. And that's where I get frustrated. <laughs> and I don't know if other people do too, but yeah. On that same thought process where you were saying that when, if they start to, if, will the, will things be available to the people who get rid of like, who are the yeah. get rid of it? Well, wasn't it Texas that made it, they were trying to make it illegal. Even if you left the state. Oh you, yeah. You went to another state and got an abortion. If you oh. came back, they were still going to arrest you. Yeah. Right. Do you, do you think that'll, do we think that's going to like get go right back into full swing again? Because then everyone, everyone who lives in Texas, like for instance, if that's what they do, then you're like, you're going to like live in fear. Like, all right, cool, yeah, I'm, I'm going right. to go somewhere where it's legal and get an abortion. And then if I come back home and then some asshole across the street's mad at me and they go and they yeah. tell me now I'm in jail for going somewhere where it's legal. But right. Texas exactly. is like doing this like Nazi state. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. Cause yeah, like they're, they're always the for, Oh yeah. We're, we're such a free state. We, I mean, you can't smoke weed, can't 
do anything fun, but you know, goddamn it, you can rat on your fucking neighbor for maybe getting abortion because honestly, you shouldn't know if they left. Like, how, right. you know, that's the fucking weird thing is when it gets into those waters where because they had like a mm-hmm. a bounty program almost where it was like you get a reward for Jesus. fucking like do it. Paddling. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this... That's crazy. And yeah, I've oh, seen. Oh, I was just gonna say I've seen people, you know, like who. Like women in some of the groups that I follow, they track their cycles and stuff right. like that. And so they're like, okay, well, now I don't want to use this app oh, to yeah. track my cycle because if I am pregnant and then all of a sudden I'm not, whether that's because it's like a spontaneous loss or an induced abortion, yeah. am I going to go to jail for that? And it's like, okay, well, don't don't not take care of yourself and like track your own health and records. You know, because it's just it's just less access to healthcare and resources. And like you guys were saying too, like to travel out of state is so expensive, and yeah, to get time off work and stuff. And it's like that's fine. You know, that's great that you can go to other states and maybe get this. But then, what's going to be waiting for you when you come back? And are you even able to leave and go in the first place? Right. Yeah, and I like I come back to it, but it's like it's such a. Um like a class disparaging kind of thing because you hear stories of you know back in the 30s when abortions were like doctors were getting arrested and sent to jail for doing them like Mm -hmm. you still hear the stories of oh the the republican congressman's son or or not son daughter (laughs) needed an abortion and they got one because he knew a guy you know and shit like that it's like okay like so you're not actually against it you're just like in this weird power struggle where you think you need to speak for people who aren't speaking about it like and so they're shifting the responsibility like hey it's the state's issue now but i mean sometimes shifting issues to the states is not always the best case <laughs> like i had like a right. whole war about yeah. it or something but um and it's weird because it's like yeah okay we care we care about this baby getting born but then you know we have I I just saw a number the other day. I haven't double checked to see if it's true, but four hundred fifty thousand kids in foster program, um, and then also there's no fucking resources for even like if you're under a certain like if you're in that weird gap where you don't qualify for Medicare or is it Medicaid whatever the mm-hmm. whatever the lower income one is, and then but you don't have health insurance like you gotta oh give this baby up for adoption, but also right. you're paying all of the medical bills because like mm-hmm. why why would anybody else take care of it because it's your baby yeah there's no no real good sex education in the schools like, mm-hmm. and people are getting mad about when you can even fucking start it so it's like <laughs> it's this weird system where you know they want these they oh you could just do this or you could just do that but then every step of the way mm-hmm. those things are kind of like chipped at and not even real viable options right. for people they're not even yeah, they're already broken systems, you know, yeah. like to, to want to do foster care takes a special person, you yeah. know what I mean? Because you don't know what you're bringing into your home. You also don't know necessarily when you're giving birth to a child, what that person's going right. to be like growing up. But in general, like <laughs> all these people who are saying like, save the babies, like, okay, have you ever signed up for foster care? Have you ever yeah. worked in like the slums or gone and done pro- like into the projects and helped with in your community? Like, yeah. 
if you are super religious and you're in church every week, are you reaching out to the moms who are pregnant or single or divorced or newly had a baby? Because like my personal experience, like going back into the church after having one, having a miscarriage and then two, having my firstborn daughter, like it was not super friendly and welcoming. And I, it was very lonely. And then even worse, like trying to draw close to my faith, it was very difficult because I felt like I had to present myself in a certain way as like this good Catholic mother who takes her children to church and they sit and they listen. And obviously my toddler's not like that. (laughs) She's like throwing goldfish and cheese sticks at people. They literally know toddlers. It's so crazy. (laughs) Yes. And then there wasn't even any access to um, like a daycare style, whatever at my church. It's like, okay, you want to raise these good Christian families, but how are you actually supporting them? You know, you want to raise these families who, birth their own babies or adopt or foster but how are you supporting them and and you're not you know yeah. like those programs just don't work yeah and even like you said the finances of it to give birth to a baby just just the birth hospital bill yeah. without insurance at least in our area is 15,000 yeah. for a vaginal delivery mm. and then 30,000 for a surgical delivery and that's that's before insurance it's yeah insurance covers most of it but you have to have that set up even before you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and insurance is very expensive. So yeah, that system also doesn't work super great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Cause like you get these people who get into, Oh, well it's uh you know, you're killing innocent babies. Like I saw Pete Ricketts, uh, go Nebraska governor for a couple more months. Um, was like, oh, now we're, you know, I'm glad that they overturned this because now we're protecting innocent lives. And it's like, bro, you, like, will not let people, like, smoke weed in your state. Like, you, <laughs> like, help fund private prisons. Like, you don't care about lives being good. Like, you just want to, right. I don't know, grandstand. It reminds me of, you know, those billboards in the middle of nowhere where it's like, choose life your mom did or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. why why are you saying this to an open field like what <laughs> like i well, the, oh go ahead i was gonna say so the typical like limit for abortion is 20 weeks right like a- after that you can't correct okay and, and then from what i understand yeah okay and then i because I, I tried to read some about this because i know very little about like how abortion works as far as like when they allow when they stop it and i've seen that viable like viably if you're not, if you're born before 20, if you're born before 22 weeks, like your chances aren't very great. So yeah, if we're, if we're doing it two weeks earlier than that, even then I don't see how we're killing innocent lives. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a being that could live on its own outside without extensive help, without draining parents or people who are already trying to get them, probably get an abortion, trying to get away from being poor. And if you've got $30,000 in hospital bills, (laughs) I don't see you getting like, and that's if oh, it so goes well. If it goes yeah. into fucking yeah, that, like NICU yeah. or anything like that. NICU, yeah, the neonatal intensive care is yeah. like I don't know what the exact number <laughs> is, but I would imagine it's probably like ten thousand a day. Yeah, my uh, most of those babies are there for one to three months, but then those babies who are born say right at viability twenty four weeks to say twenty eight weeks, like they're in there for almost always a year, yeah. and they have surgery after surgery after surgery, and that's yeah. like you really have to start looking at what's the quality of life people are getting. And isn't there a dignity in dying too? Yeah. 
but also we don't do that for our elderly <laughs> populations either. You know, right. we put them in a nursing home and we don't give them access to hospice care and we limit their supply to like pain medicine that keeps them comfortable as they die. And like, right. I don't know, that's where I'm at with it at least is like, there's a dignity in dying as well. Like, yes, yeah. I believe personally, like life begins at conception and this is a baby and a person, but also like what kind of life is what's that? their quality yeah, yeah. What, what quality of life and what resources do you give and like where's their dignity or does it just matter that you know they have a heart and a brain yeah and if it does like we do a bad sh- job of showing that right <laughs> you can't use old people as an example Levi hates old people <laughs> just saying. that's like, true fuck i didn't even think about that um <laughs> one thing that i have seen like as an argument against the okay it's it's an innocent life you're you're murdering babe blah 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 like that that whole spiel like the government or the state nobody can force you to donate an organ to anybody nobody can tell you hey you have to literally support this person with your own body parts at any point in time so but except for this one time like it it is one particular and there's people who like boil it down to like, you know, I mean, technically a child in your like body is a parasite because you're feeding it until it's born. I'm like, yeah, OK. I mean, that's a little weird, but I get it. I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> right. But like it is true. They can't force you to like I, if Shane needed a fucking heart or a kidney or something, they could not force me. Yes, I can. (laughs) Would I do it? Yes. And it would be the wrong blood type anyway, but I would give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's like, that's just how it, like, if they want to look at it from a, a practical kind of viewpoint where it's like, okay, well, this is what it is. All right. Well, you can't force me to literally like give my body parts for this, you know, the, and the, and the people, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say even beyond that too. Like, with like uh surveys and research Mm -hmm. you know like you can't force somebody to do research for you and what's even more messed up is we don't even do research on babies babies in the womb or pregnant moms so like (laughs) (laughs) like they went so like say with um like with COVID and everything, yeah. how there was no studies done for pregnant mothers and babies in the womb and mm-hmm. how that affected it. Like, so you don't even want to risk those lives in that way to even understand like something that may help them. Right. So I don't know. That's just a thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because the, the same people who are super happy that, that they've overturned Roe v. Wade are the same people who were like, you can't make me get a shot. Oh, but you're yeah. Cool, <laughs> but you're cool with just telling women as a blanket statement, you can't have abortions. Yeah, like, like, I don't understand the disconnect. I can't take yeah. this shot, but also you have to, you have to have that whole ass baby. Like, sorry. That's yeah. well. And then, and then they use the same, the same argument flip flopped, like for guns. They don't, they like, you, you can't ban guns. People are going to get them, but God damn it. You can ban abortions. Cause that's going to stop them magically. Yep. Even though mm-hmm. time and time again, like in when abortion has been legalized in many places, you can see like illegal abortions obviously went down, but abortions as a whole went down. <laughs> legal abortions obviously went up cause they were legal, but they met in the middle and it actually started to go down because people were getting the care that comes with it. So like instead, like Planned Parenthood is demonized by so many like yeah. ultra conservative people, but they do so much more than just mm-hmm. abortion. It's like, 
it's crazy that you like you walk into it and people get screamed at by Westboro Baptist Church or whoever the fuck's hanging out out there and like called whatever and I've seen the like the ones where it's like yeah so I got screamed at called a whore and all this and this and then anyway I don't have breast cancer so that's cool I'm like fuck, <laughs> yeah that's so like, fucked so many screenings and like so many early access like ultrasounds you know what I mean like just for pregnancy itself there's so many risks that go with it and so the more knowledge you have the visits that you have with your doctors the labs like the better you can be cared for and know how to take care of your body and like Planned Parenthood is wonderful because they offer those a lot of times at little or no cost right like ultrasounds cost I don't know like six hundred dollars and insurance does not pay for that oh wow so I mean like when I go to my prenatal visits I have to pay for my bit those ultrasounds and I only get like two or whatever during my pregnancy but if I was high risk and I needed more, you know, it doesn't pay for that. But Planned Parenthood offers those resources, not just to people who can't, who don't have the funds for it, but maybe don't have access to get into a doctor. And, you know, like you see these people say, oh, well, you can, you know, go to your visits with your OB doctor and, uh, you know, birth your baby and, and do your visits and do everything you're supposed to do. But a lot of times with these doctors, you can't even get into them for at least a month or two anyway. Right, because they're so just jam-packed. They're, and... they're just busy. Yeah. yeah. So for people saying like, oh, well, you could go out of state and take care of that. Like, yeah. well, you got to like – They could even get you in. You got to schedule you in a completely other state when I can't even get an appointment in my own city. Like, yeah, okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally what happened with the Roe part of Roe v. Wade. Oh, okay. She... She wanted to get an abortion, and it took so long for healthcare to actually come to her side that she delivered her baby. Yeah. And so, like, then people are like, oh, look, this child then could grow up and be this person and, you know, cure cancer and all those wonderful things. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, maybe they could, but also maybe so could the kid down your street that doesn't have anything to eat and is malnourished. Or so could the 450,000 kids in foster care. Or so could the kids who are getting shot in school. Yeah. Like any one of them could have yeah. done wonderful, amazing things. Definitely. But our world is just broken. Yeah. So- one of the one of the one things that I saw was like, okay, so you're saying the Supreme Court is not going to make it a federal issue. So are you going to now criminalize dads walking out on their pregnant wives? You know, or ladies whatever like they're just right. oh you're pregnant see it like because that does happen obviously mm-hmm. not a great mm-hmm. thing but like you're criminalizing one half of it but are you going to actually criminalize all of it then or you know if if the in the states where it's like okay this is this is a child or this is a human that you cannot kill like are you going to start insurance before it's born because if mm-hmm. it does happen that way like who deals with the medical expenses after that? Like, are you going to deal with that yeah. that case by case? Like, it just seems like. And one of the um, one of the justices who he he was like, I'm not even going to vote on this because this is insane. But he's a conservative judge, didn't want to vote on it. Thinks that abortions should only be you know strict issues like whatever health relief uh, reasons. But he said that uh, they shouldn't have rushed this. Like they should have done it in parts. To make it a lot more of a smoother transition because right now there's people freaking the fuck out because yeah. they don't know if they're going to be able to do X, Y, or Z. And they don't know – they don't like the fact that 
you know, the state that they were fine getting whatever care done in, like, they can't now, or they don't know if they're going to be able to. So now you have people mass panic, and they fucking did it on a Friday, which is super rude. Like, they're just, <laughs> you just get to sit with this all fucking weekend. Like, have fun yep. not working, and then just think about this the whole time and stress mm-hmm. out, and then we're just going to, they're probably all golfing somewhere. Like, oh, all the Supreme Court. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else you would like to like to add on, Chantel? No, I think. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty doom and gloom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm normally very like optimistic and positive person, <laughs> so. This has hit me a little hard. Yeah. But also, like my life is very involved in it, and obviously, I've I deeply care for uh, maternity in yeah. general, and 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 access to healthcare, and like I don't know, just all the things. And well, that's like what you said pregnant, was, so. <laughs> you know, quality of life is obviously super important, and one of the things I didn't even think about, but like. Um, there's the argument people are like, okay, well just, uh, you know, be smart about it and have sex, but like, don't have sex with protection and this and this. I was like, okay, but like all of the resources that we have for that are non-existent. So like, yeah. you can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> like even well, outside even of school, still, <laughs> it's not even a hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. None of, none of the, none of the things we have are a hundred percent. I mean, even if you were to be sterilized, yeah, your chances to get pregnant still, you like, you still have a small percentage of right. that. Yeah. Because I mean, like, like babies don't just grow in wombs, you know yeah. what I mean? They can yeah. grow in other areas. Yeah. So even if you had like, unless you had everything scooped out, <laughs> <laughs> just all of it, you just... know? <laughs> it, so yeah. Like, and then uh, beyond that too, people still demonize you for going to a clinic and grabbing things like that yeah. too. Like, if you needed, you know, whatever kind of protection people need, but that, I don't know. that's it's another something. thing that people are like concerned with that the other rulings that are kind of lumped in with this, that they're like, well, maybe we should look at it. Like one of them is dealing with contraception. It was like, okay, so now you're telling me I'm going to have to drive all the way to fucking Colorado if I want to buy condoms. Like, are you kidding me right now? Right. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but I don't know. It's definitely, definitely crazy shit going on. And yeah, like I, I get where people are coming from where there's like, oh, well, it shouldn't have been like a federal thing or like that. One of the justices, Justice Alito, said that it's not a uh, there's no historical ruling or like precedent for it. I was like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like <laughs> you got killed if you had an abortion pre 18, whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. not going to be any historical at like yeah. <laughs> precedent for it <laughs> and also the ones we do now are vastly different than the ones they ever did right so it's like yeah. how, can, how can safer. you use that yeah. argument like it's not even the mm-hmm. same thing like it is but it's not and mm-hmm. it feels very much like we've gone back 50 years yeah <laughs> definitely it's you know and then <laughs> yeah it's just interesting i don't know i'm honestly just tired of living through major historical events <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think we're all with you there absolutely yeah. Um, Shane, what uh, you want to bring us up a little bit? Got the billboard? <laughs> oh, you mean to do that still? Might as well. I mean, hey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is what the you billboards. say that everybody is their favorite part of the show. Well, yeah. So I just want to say one thing before oh, I yeah, do this. Oh, yeah, go ahead. If, if you don't like abortions, then don't fucking get them. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah. If someone else wants to get it, then leave them the fuck alone. Mind your own it's fucking none of, it's business. It's none of your business. Yeah. Yes, dude. 
how is it directly affecting you if I go get an abortion? Obviously, I can't do that, but if I could, it would bother me to, if you did. How does it fucking affect you, dude? Like, just yeah. fucking mind your own business. Dude. Yeah. If I'm not fucking hurting you, then why does it matter? Sorry. Yeah. I'm <laughs> saving that the whole this whole time, dude. I was. I, it's just it, it, it just it just fucking blows my mind that it matters to someone else. Not even in, I, I get it. Like you'd feel some type of. If my sister had an abortion, I would be a, a little yeah. upset. But it's not my body, and I wouldn't fucking hold it against her. Yeah, you know. So I can get that that kind of bit of it, right? But like, if it's if you're not in my family and you're not like one of my friends, and yeah, like, you're so far removed from me, then you doing that literally does not affect me. Well, you have no sure, idea like, what's going on. Like <laughs> you just exactly. don't know. <laughs> and I mean, on the yeah. flip side, if you make as an adult, you make a decision that if I have this kid, I'm going to be a terrible parent. I shouldn't do this. Yeah. Then. Thank you. Yeah. Because I grew up in a shit fucking home with yeah. terrible situations, right? I, I'm glad I'm here. But I mean, like people who can make that decision and go, I'm going to be a terrible parent. I shouldn't do that. Then good on you. Yeah. I think it yeah, takes like more of a limits. more of a person to like dis like because that that's another thing that people don't talk about is like how intense of a de decision that is. Like that's yeah. that's a hard thing mm -hmm. to do. And people make it sound like, oh, I, you know, it's convenient. See yeah, ya. Just like, another Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, I want to go out on Friday. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it doesn't work like that yeah. at all. And I mean, really, it just boils down to like, look at the person, you know what I mean? Like, and understand the support they need. And then what are you doing about it? Like, if you don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't agree with it, then what are you doing about it? Like, are you supporting people? Yeah. Are you a foster parent? Are you donating to places that help cover for like long NICU stays? Like, yeah. What do something about it then beyond just like a, I believe in life. Yeah. You know, be like, about it. You gotta, yeah, you have to have action beyond, beyond just words. Yeah. So. All right. This week on the Good Words <laughs> What a uh, smooth debuting... transition. Hey, dude, I'm so good at this. Uh, debuting at number one, Proof by BTS. Isn't that the Korean? Yeah, K-pop. Yeah, they're the Korean K-pop, yeah. Chantel okay. loves her like, some, some Korean with... stuff. I do love some K-pop. <laughs> yeah. I think they're making a movie as Are well. They? Well, there you go. Yeah. That's why they're half. fucking number number 10, dude. She's right. Or number no, one. No, number one, yeah. Number one. Debuting at number one. All right. uh, down from one to two, Humpierno Senti by Bad Bunny. All right. Still at three, Harry Sty Harry's House by Harry Styles. Nice. Down from four to two, 12 Carat Toothache by Post Malone, which that album is, it's fucking trash. It's so Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way with that. Yeah, I thought you were going to hype it up. Yeah, that album dude. is fucking not no, good. It, so. There's... <laughs> There's one yeah. song on there with him and the weekend that's like an okay song. The rest of the songs are terrible. Don't yeah. even I don't understand how it's still up here. <laughs> um They must be like a TikTok or something. Oh, probably. <laughs> Gotta be. Um at, at number five, I never liked you by future. Steady at six, dangerous double album, Morgan Wallen. <laughs> Down from five to seven, uh Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Stop listening to num <laughs> this number eight album. Stop it. Stop listening to this fucking album, dude. Nobody likes it. It's just teen. It's just teen angsty crybaby. Anyway, sour. I live Rodrigo. Number eight. Oh. Holy shit. Up from thirty five to nine. Control by SZA. S Z S Z A. I thought it was SZA. gonna be yeah SZA. I thought it was gonna be Encanto. Like, <laughs> uh, no, it's gone. Back again. <laughs> and then I don't know. Olivia's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she debuting had, at number I, oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say she had a like a shout out a bad shout out 
to um, the Supreme Court. Actually. Oh, yeah. She did a song yeah. with Lily Allen. The Lily yeah, Allen she... song, Fuck You. And, uh, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they did a yeah, little. So that's a clip. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> debuting at number 10, Denim and Rhinestones by Carrie Underwood. Same. And that ain't like that the most very typical 90s. Yeah. country. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Chantel, thank you so much for joining us. It was lovely to hear your, like, really intense and also well thought out perspective on things. Yeah, I, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me rant. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Bit. That's <laughs> giving me the space for that. If uh, I just hope to give some good perspective, at yeah. least, you know what I mean. So. I Definitely. I think that's important, and you know, I not all of our listeners are male, so it's good to kind of bring in the the female perspective like i said it's been forever since we had one so it's nice to uh get that like because otherwise it's just two white dudes talking about abortion it's like okay <laughs> bro like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm happy i could balance balance it out here. heck yeah <laughs> um do you want to tell them about our friends shane oh yeah we want to thank our friends the dutch and denver podcast the no new friends podcast remedy room and kicking it with the kellys yeah yeah and then uh don't forget to click the link go to all the places review us wherever you can um if you can't write a comment and say this is my review and then review us that way yeah because that's also appreciated um yeah uh, that's that's it right yeah all right i've had enough yeah. peace out tip your bartender <laughs> oh shit tip your bartender <laughs>